Grace and works. It's a topic that comes up several times in the New Testament. Paul addresses the topic here in chapter 2 of his letter to the Church of Colossae. Welcome to the FBC Roundtable discussion for this evening. If you have your Bible, you can join us in Galatians chapter 2 as we look into how a Christian should live, but how we live doesn't make us a Christian. So anybody have any thoughts about where we're going to go with this thing tonight? It was rough in the beginning, and it was like the last... Like the first half does is, is makes sense, but the second half is easier to follow. Right. But I also think it's a play on the first chapter a little bit, because we still got to remember that Paul... The Galatians were a little unsure of what they, he was all about, I guess. Well, they weren't unsure what he was all about, but well, they had the wrong people, doctrine, people, doctrine. Well, people would come in, some Jews had, some Jews would come in and begin to teach um, a different gospel. That you had to be circumcised and follow the, the Jewish law. Which is where I think the beginning is of this, right? Yeah, really and, just talking about and, so, and so he's continuing on talking, talking about how they, they, that, that became a problem. It was almost what, like a explanation of... What does verse 2 mean where he says, um, And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which are of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. I don't I, get I what he's trying to say. Those that, that um, have your reputation, someone of, of control and power, is you're going to influence a certain way, and you're going to go to somebody else in another way. Meaning, if you go to a Gentile, you're going to approach them one way. Like when I talk to my kids when we witness. You, you've got to witness to people on their level. A lot of times you don't want to use big words out of the Scripture because it scares them. See, I didn't know if it was like basically he was trying to say that he privately went to those to be able to not ruin their reputation. Not necessarily to... Not so much about their reputation, but but if he went up and just preached this out loudly to everybody, he'd get chased off, right? That happened how many times? So he'd go in, and some Jews would say, we believe, and others would rise up against him. And the next thing you know, he was kicked out of town or chased out. With so was he, he was preaching select. He, he was he was going, selectively at that point. Uh, yeah, and people that were probably higher up. Right, it's like Nicodemus, right? Yeah, or right, right. Like that. You, you would, they had a lot of pull, a lot of power. But uh, also, and also, this is very, very beginning of Paul's ministry. Right. And so I read it as he went up and he talked with Peter and James, and I said, "This is how the Lord has spoken to me, has worked in my life. This is what I've been doing, and getting confirmation from them that, you know." Well, yeah, but know, later on in that chapter, like, he calls Peter out. Yeah, well, but that, that's later on. That's like a couple of years later. That's years later. Yeah, just in it, 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 well, yeah. It, it's actually so. Yeah, it actually talked talk about going up from Antioch to Jerusalem. And if you remember in Acts chapter fifteen, they go up to Jerusalem and they they deal with this 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 very question yeah. in Acts fifteen because certain people would come in. Uh, to, to where he was, and they were preaching this doctrine, and he and Barnabas uh, got in their face and said, "Listen, to the, it's by faith alone." And so there was, they had great—I don't know—it was like the great dissension between them because not between them and Barnabas, was, there was a big fight. And they was said, that was circumcision? Was that, that was over circumcision necessary for salvation. So they decided to go to Jerusalem, and there were people there in Jerusalem that were teaching the same thing. 
and so all the apostles all came together there and and they shared what what happened how, how god was blessing and using them but then they, they hashed out this whole thing and james came, came out with what he thought was um what, what he, he got the lord the holy spirit was leading them that was by faith alone but you shouldn't you know fornicate and you shouldn't uh, you know yeah, it, it's not from abstain from the pollution of idols strangle things strangled blood things strangled from blood yeah yeah means well what's interesting though in that whole thing he said they sent so they sent out this letter and saying to all the churches that have been started listen these you know they're coming these guys are coming with a letter from us they have our authority to that that you know we've come to the understanding and agreement that it's salvation by faith alone but we would encourage you not to eat meat uh, that's been given uh, offered up to idols and and not to not to commit fornication there are certain sins that they said well you're, you're not it doesn't take away your salvation. This is something that we, we believe God would have you not to do. But it, in Romans, Paul, Romans, Paul talks about me being offered idols and how you know you got liberty whether or not you be offered up to idols and uh, whether you eat it or not. And how if you're sitting with somebody who that offended, you wouldn't do it. Right. But as far as he, as far as his understanding was, it's just me. And I'm he made honest. that clear in that statement too. I think it's like yeah. if, if you didn't know what it's for, that's harmless. You really right, but but it, but 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 James said, "Don't do it." <laughs> yeah. and I just I found I just found that that they they said we believe this is what the Holy Spirit is t- telling us to tell you, but then Paul goes on later to con- not necessarily to contradict it, but to say, "Oh, we got a, there's a little liberty here," you know, which makes sense. I mean, in the same thing, I think sometimes we're we're weak. We we fail easily. There are certain things that that we can't just know in a sense that you know if I know I can get away with that and I can be saved anyway then I'm going to do it sure. just out of my sinful nature. So. Well, the the biggest takeaway from it is that we shouldn't be too legalistic in our interpretation of it because ultimately that isn't what salvation is. Salvation is through Jesus Christ and not through works. Not through the, right. You can't do anything to lose it and you can't do anything to gain it. It's a gift given unto us and right. Right. that's it. Right. And whether, you, whether you're circumcised, whether you eat meat from that's unclean or, you know, those things. Those, those things aren't going to be your salvation and you have to be led by the Holy Spirit in... Okay, what are the things that I'm supposed to be doing? What are the things I'm not supposed to be doing? Right. I mean, well, it, in, in Romans, Paul says that each man has to be, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but in your own mind, you have to be um, uh, convinced, in convinced your own mind. that's the word, convinced in your own mind that, that, you know, don't, you know, you do what you believe God wants you to do, and you stand by that. You're the only one that's going to answer for it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so uh, it, it, it's interesting. I was listening to a message today, and uh, it's by a guy who, um, his name's Paul, I don't remember his last name off the top of my head, but he, he was talking about this, this, uh, he said, he was, he was, I, he was I've said this in, in other churches, he was, he was, I want you to understand, we, we, got, we need to understand that we're, that we're saved by grace, and, 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 and by faith in Christ alone and by his work and we should find joy in that regardless of our success regardless of of how righteous we think we are or he goes he goes the truth is most of us don't understand just how sinful and wicked and terrible we are and he, he was he was 
here's your average, he was, he was, you go to your average church, and your average church member goes to the beach on, on, on the weekday. He goes, I'm not, because I'm not preaching against going to the beach, I'm not preaching against uh, bathing suits or anything like that. He goes, but what the average churchgoer would feel comfortable wearing today at the beach, if they were to go to the beach 60 years ago in the same country, they would have been arrested by, by, by lost people. And, and or thrown in or thrown in a little loony bin because they're running around in their underwear. He, he, he goes, he goes, I'm not joking. He goes, but that's how far our culture has shifted. Right. And we measure sinfulness by what's around us, what's right around us yeah. not by. I often would use that with the kids with television. Yeah. And say, yeah. okay, we take a lady a hundred years ago and put her right in front of the TV right now. How long do you think she left? Was she freaked out? Right. And it was just totally embarrassed by everything that came on. Well, you I mean, I talk about things like the Brady Bunch. Right? That was a breakthrough show because it actually showed mom and dad in a bed. They didn't even show that. Yeah. That was unheard of. And I, Dick Van Dyke, they slept in separate beds and they made sure you saw that. That was, I, was. I, I love Lucy. They didn't even use the word pregnant. Yeah. Uh, it was El Pregunto yeah. uh, uh, because it was Spanish. And they could put that in. <laughs> was, it, was it I love Lucy, the ones that sat on the bed? or they, Well, they slept in separate beds. Right, no, but... It was the first time they actually showed them sitting on a bed. It's possible. But I, I showed a video to my kids the other day. It was uh, talking about swearing in, in movies. And it was, uh, it was Humphrey, not Humphrey Bogart, uh, Gone with the Wind. And yeah. he's he frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a... And, but it's this, it's this uh, video that VidAge will put out. So, have you seen it? The paintball? The paintballs. Yep. So, it's, so it's showing this family sitting in front of... Front of a, uh, in front of a TV for, uh, to watch a movie and saying the, the violence or the, the, the uh, swearing that you now see on TV. And so they showed, they showed the, one, the one thing from 19, whatever it was, the very first swear word ever, and it was the word damn. And you see, psh, one guy gets hit in the chest with a paintball. And then it was from 2016 that Wolf's of Wall Street. I never watched it, but it had the highest number of yeah, of swear words ever. And and so they they show them sitting the family. They put hoods over them and probably I'm sure helmets too. And and they just obliterated them for like 30 seconds with paintballs. It was that many swear words in the length of the movie just yeah. combined down to. And I said, <laughs> but that's, that's how much it changed. Right. And, yeah. 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 and anyway, so his point his point was we don't know how sinful we are. And he goes. The, the the key the key is that we, instead of comparing ourselves against ourselves, instead of saying I'm right more righteous than this person, just try to be like Christ as much as like Christ you can be, and serve the Lord. And and uh, because otherwise we make the the death of Christ worthless because we're we're trying to earn it. We can't. Well, I mean that's how Paul ends. You know, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Mm. You know, it's like we're going to, we try to follow the law, we try to do, you know, and only live by the law. Christ, there was no reason for Christ to die if that was all that we needed to go to heaven. But that, that doesn't get us to heaven. That doesn't reconcile us to God. It's it's this balance, though, because yeah. the same grace we read about in, in you know, well, from Romans and Galatians that were, that, that were saved by, that, that same grace in First Peter te- teaches us to live godly. Right, so it, it's it's not just okay. Now I can do whatever I want. It's not just liberty from the law. It's well, you explain that too. Right, you know, we, we 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 establish the law. I believe the scripture says. Yeah. You know, it's not like you know, what did he say? God forbid we we don't. You know, 
We don't sin to the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Established. So it doesn't mean just because we're in the New Testament we just forget the old. Yeah. It's like that doesn't matter. No, it does. I mean, that's they're all leads to Christ, all of it. Mm. So I mean, I don't. We don't sacrifice to animals. That might be the only thing that really has changed. A lot of the, a lot of the, the dietary law, all the dietary laws. Well, <laughs> we don't stone people for. Well, no, some of those dietary laws we probably should follow. <laughs> I wonder if there was there were fat people back then. Remember Ehud? Or Ehud? Oh yes. Of course, that was uh, it was a Gentile king he killed, but yeah, true. <laughs> you guys remember that where he stuck the, the knife into his belly and he was so fat it sucked in the dirt came out. No, I don't. Remember you that. don't remember that? That's an awesome story in the Old Testament. For those that are now chuckling along with us, hopefully, uh, Dan Kimball, uh, song leader, um, do everything around, and you're joining us with our uh, Walk with Jesus roundtable discussion. And to my left, I have... Don McCollett, um, my teen leader, I guess you'd call me. Um, James? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, title. I'm James Damon. I'm a sound booth guy. And, uh, sound booth guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, the newest deacon here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Is that what you call yourself? The newest deacon, yeah. <laughs> the new, the new until we vote somebody else and he's got the title. <laughs> And uh, and I'm a pastor, Rob Richards. I uh, have been pastor here for the last five or so years, and uh, we're not the Walk with Jesus podcast. I don't believe. I think that's the uh, that's one of our other ministries. What's closer walk. Closer walk. Closer walk. Podcast, but that's okay. I I called it Walk with Jesus earlier, which is probably why he said that. But uh, we're, we're glad you're all listening. <laughs> And believe it or not, we are looking at Galatians chapter 2 this evening, and the entire concept of grace and faith versus works, and how the two interplay and are supposed to show up in our lives as we walk the Christian life. Do we want to read down through some of the passage here and and uh, maybe talk about it uh, bit by bit, and I'm sure we'll run some rabbits because we always do. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I was thinking we could start with verse 16 because that's really where it starts to get into the law versus grace. Because you know, up through that point, I read that as you know just preparatory for. Well, it, the main it, point, it, but go ahead. It, it does, well, it does lead up into it, but it kind of, it kind of gives us a picture of of what what the problem what the problem was. Yeah, okay. Um, go ahead. Then 14 years, verse one. It says, after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also, and I went up by revelation and communicated with them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And that because of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spile our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Uh, but of these who seemed to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me, God accepted no man's person, for they who seemed to be somewhat in conference ad added nothing to me. I'll read one more verse. Uh, but contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circ circumcision was unto Peter. 
So Paul is, is talking about what what had happened, and I, I, I particularly uh, find verse verse three or verse four interesting. They, they they've gone in, they're preaching the gospel, they're being careful about who, about how they do it uh, because because they know that it, it can cause a stir. He, he doesn't want to get kicked out of town, uh, but certain people have come in privately, privately, uh, and, and to spy out their liberty. Um, which is an awkward situation, and I don't really want to get too much into it. But the, they wanted to find out if they were circumcised, and how do you find that uh, find that out without you know you know they're not just going to ask them the question. They they were they were sneakily trying to figure it all out um, because they were trying to preach a false gospel. Right. Um, and uh, but it goes to show just how big of a problem this was that they were they were sending in spies to check out to see <laughs> to see if they were circumcised or uncircumcised uh, so that, that could become a, a problem and it says that we didn't give them any time whatsoever because and that, that was what was important to me anyways in uh, in verse three is he saying that titus is not circumcised like titus is a greek right. uh, who's not circumcised okay. Who said didn't feel didn't feel compelled to be circumcised, um, and and I find this really interesting because if you go back to the book of Acts and when when Paul picks up Timothy, um, Timothy is also Greek, and the first thing Paul tells Timothy, and this is after chapter chapter fifteen, um, where they they talk about whether or not you need to be circumcised, and they came to the conclusion that, that salvation is by grace alone, by faith in Jesus Christ. There's nothing that we do that adds to it. Paul tells Timothy, first thing, before you come with me, you need to get circumcised. <laughs> and, and, and here he's got Titus with him, who, who's not circumcised. Uh, but it's causing a problem. And, and so, just like Paul says, you know, I, I am everything to all men. He, wants to, he doesn't want there to be any hindrance in preaching the gospel. And he doesn't want there to be a, a problem where they go into Jewish Jewish places where it could be a problem. He wants the opportunity to be able to lay the gospel out and give the Holy Chance of Spirit to the Holy Spirit a chance to, to work in somebody's heart versus you know them just shut him off like it's, he's, a, he's a Gentile. We're not going to listen to this guy. And, uh, but they didn't give them any. So the, like I was saying there in verse to whom we gave place by subjection, uh, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Because if they gave them place, if they gave them an opportunity to, to, to question the gospel, it would have caused problems for the people. He says, for you, uh, the, the follow the, the, those that had believed and heard him the first, at first there in Galatia, uh, in preaching the, the, the in, in hearing of the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ by faith alone. Um, they, he didn't want there to be any question whatsoever. And so they, they kind of, they pushed it off. But even nowadays, we can so easily get into our minds, you know, this is what a Christian is supposed to look like. This is supposed to, what a Christian is supposed to do. And so we'll look at other people and, well, you can't really be a Christian because you're not living up to... My standards. And you're not doing you know, what I think a Christian should be doing. Yep. You know, and we do that to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even, even saved people. Right. Because the roller coaster ride, you never know where they are at yeah. that point, and you've got to be very careful with that because you can make false judgments against others. Right. Only God can see the heart. Right. Um, and then now, as we mentioned earlier, uh, that doesn't give us license to just live however we want. Doesn't. No. Um, you know, Paul. There's 
Paul said in Romans, you know, where, where grace abounds, or where sin abounds, grace is much more abound. But do we sin so that grace can abound? God no, forbid. No, no. You know, we're not, we're not to live that way. Um, and grace, according to Peter, teaches us to live godly, to live righteously. We're to, we're to do our best to be like Christ. Uh, but we need to be careful about judging how others, other salvation by, by where they are in their walk. Right. Because somebody who just got saved is not going to be the same, or shouldn't be the same, as somebody who's been saved for 25 years. Well, so I think he talks about running the race, so right. walk the race. You know, we, we stress a lot, I think, on um, the Holy Spirit will guide and all these things, and yes, and wait on him, and yes, and all. that's not, not, it's all true, but I think it takes some effort on your part, some, some, some uh, spiritual muscle, if you would, to to get out of the rut you're in. If you're, if you're staying here and you're, you're saved, that's great, but that, you're not doing anything. We, we, I think we've created a, a church full of people that are content with where they are. Mm. And yeah. what we want to do is find a way to, yes, you should be content, but not content where you are. Let's take the second half. So you'd have to, you have to push, you have to strive. It's like anything. If you want to be the best at something, you have to work at it. Mm -hmm. So if we want to know, want our relationship to be very close with the Lord, we have to work for it. Mm -hmm. It's not natural for us. It's not easy for us. It's a constant, all everyday battle to keep that on the front, on the forefront, not secondary. Mm -hmm. um, I, we mentioned justification, and I think in every class I have, I talk about that because I, I talk about it because of my own personal feelings. Because I am a justifier. Yeah. I've learned that, and I can give you a really good you know, uh, rebuttal or a, uh, justify something I'm doing in some way or another or a reason I didn't do something or didn't come to church or whatever it might be. Sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, every, one, every one of you would say, and go, yeah, that's right. Yep. That's, that's cool. That's a good reason. No, it isn't. Not if, and I'm the only one that would know that mm -hmm. because I'm the only one that can take the layers off of the justification I created and go, really? Was it that important? Was it this? And then you start to look at the core, and you really can see where our values are. Mm -hmm. And right. we'll take the time to say, okay, you know, like we took, again, I talk, sorry to keep talking, but the, the Bible study part and getting into the Word is one of the things I say is that I even, my kids were talking about that. And, and it, they get into a routine, and that routine gets disrupted, it gets changed, it gets altered. I said, of course it does, because that's what Satan wants. As soon as you start to grow, and you're going to do something for, mm -hmm. for the Lord, he's like, oh, no, no, we can't have that, so we're going to disrupt you. Now, is it obvious? Not, never, almost never. I'm not going to say ever, but it's subtle things, little thing, little change here, a little tweak there, and you can't do that anymore. So some people have the ability to ride that out and change their methods quickly. Yeah. I speak of my daughter who can roll on a punch and change it to another time. I'm not that way. I will go a week or more and be floating around going, I don't know, I can't find time. Right. Which, I hate that word. It's a new thing. It's that hamster wheel we yeah, were talking about earlier. Way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the word find the time right. is stupid. Excuse me. But no, you make the time. You can't yeah. find it because the time doesn't change. It's not going to go anywhere. It's still the same amount every day. Yeah. So you have to make that time. It has to be a priority. Yeah, that's it. Well, and that's just it. Whatever, whatever it is that you um, you decide to become a priority will be a priority. Um, uh, Jess has written. There's this uh, uh, book that came out, and I'm not. We're not promoting the book. Um, we're not promoting the, uh, the the practice, but it's called 75 Day Hard. You may have heard of, heard of it. It's this. Uh, it's kind of this idea that. Uh, there's a, a list of things that 
that you're required to do every day um, for, for self-betterment. Uh, part of it's exercise, part of it's diet, part of it's uh, reading, um, and, and there's, there's, a, there's a list of things that, that, that are all part of it. Um, but it's to, to teach people who struggle with discipline and having a, uh, to, to give them to, to, to give them to do it. If you fail at even one of one small part of it, um, you have to start all over again back at day number one. And you know, part of it is uh, exercising twice a day, 45 minutes, one inside, one outside, um, regardless of the weather. Uh, the other, an, another is uh, um, you can't cheat on, you have to be on some kind of diet, uh, eating healthy, you can't cheat on that. Even one M&M puts you right back at the beginning. Um, so there's this whole list of things. And none of it's bad and as far as uh, the things that they're asking, asking you to do. Um, my wife is busy. Um, she runs a business. She she homeschools four kids. She's a pastor's wife. She is busy, and she took that on on top of everything else. And she was burning herself out, but she made the time every day to exercise 45 minutes. It, it, it was it was killing her, but she made the time to do it. Yeah. And but but other things, um, and and other things were beginning to. She was struggling to be able to do the other things. And they said, well, here's the thing. What's the priority? Is finishing this program a priority? Or is, you know, this a priority? And, and she chose, she chose, you know, the, the, the right, you know, the, the, she chose what was going to be the priority. Um, and and I, she's not a, a failure or a quitter because she didn't right. finish the program, um, but just she had to she had to cut something out and make something else a priority. And that's, that's really what it comes down to uh, for any, any one of us. It's, it's, it's a life choice. It's a life choice. It's a decision. I'm going to do this. And no matter how hard it is, and it will be hard at, at times anyways, or it can be hard. Oh, you just it's dedication, right? Like to, to something. That's yeah. I, I am. I, I feel. I feel bad for other people. I am blessed beyond measure that, that I can come sit in an office and read my Bible, and you know, instead of. <laughs> now listen. Sometimes I fall asleep while I'm reading my Bible, or fall asleep when I'm praying. Uh, but but uh, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm blessed that I can do yeah. that. Whereas yeah. other people don't have that opportunity. Right. So I, I understand that it's a struggle and I feel blessed beyond measure that, that, I, could, that I could do that. But it, but for me, reading the Bible for myself is, is, is hard. I have a hard time not reading the Bible for the next message or for in preparation. Right. For me, right. it's, I, need, I, need, I struggle with not the, not the reading of the Bible or the prayer. I, I struggle with, okay, Lord, I need something for me. <laughs> Well, I don't want to compare because I don't think I hold a candle, but I've got the same problem in a way. I mean, I've got a, a teen class on Friday, I've got a Sunday school on Sunday, and, you know, uh, plus things like this, which is, this is that big a deal. But you add it all up, it intends to get caught. And I want to give the best I can. So sure. every day I study something about where I'm going with it. And like I've said, since I've taken over, I'm almost never, ever what I'm prepared for, what the kids do. But that's <laughs> eh, okay. One of these days it will be. <laughs> but it can be. Because you'll mention something on a Sunday morning or the afternoon, and it's intriguing, and I want to read that and look into it. And I generally can't, because I'm either because of circumstances. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That stuff happens. But like I said, it's all it's, it's, it's discipline. And for me, it's making sure that before I do anything else, before I prepare for the message, 
I have to take the time to read for me. Right. But, yeah. Um, and that's somehow got off topic of... Rabbit trail. Uh, uh, that's well, one of those rabbit trails. But no, but it's a good rabbit trail because I find it interesting because we talked about that in the adult Sunday school yesterday morning about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And then I think you mentioned it again in either the morning or the afternoon. And, yeah. You know, in your illustration, I think it was yesterday morning, you know, my mind immediately thought to, you know, an escalator that, you know, it's real easy to stand on the escalator and go downhill. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to go up the down escalator, which is what we're called to do in the Christian life, it's hard work. Yeah. And you, you've got to keep moving just to stay in place. That, that was what I was just thinking of is, yeah. is if you stop for a second, you're going to lose all your momentum. You're going to lose all the gains that you've made. Yeah. And yeah. All, before you know it, you're going to be at the bottom again. But even just to maintain where you are takes effort. Yeah. You know, if you're halfway up the escalator and you're trying to stay at the halfway point, you still got to be moving. It's like yeah. paddling the yeah. canoe up the river in the wrong right. direction. Yeah. 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 We used to do that for fun. <laughs> it's strange. The, the, the key to that, though, with, with all of this, with grace, is that wherever you find yourself on the escalator, and even if you have fallen back a few steps, Praise God, I'm still on the escalator. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm not here because of me. I'm not here because I'm such. I'm so good at climbing the escalator. Right. I, I'm here because God allowed me to be here. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So we, we just liken the Christian walk to walking up an escalator. <laughs> <laughs> Running up the escalator if you want to run in vain. Oh, we don't want to run in vain, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> well... So, so there's going on from from verse uh, six and seven when we just read. It says verse eight for we uh, for he that wrought effectually in Peter uh, to the apostleship of the circumcision the same was mighty in me uh, toward the Gentiles. This is just Paul going on saying saying how he was how he'd been reporting uh, to to the the Jews in the the church there at Antioch how and, and in Jerusalem how God had blessed because just just like Peter. I think about it. Peter preached at at, at uh, Pentecost, and the, the one that worked in him effectually. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, Three thousand people got saved. Then five. Paul says that same one that worked in him, he's working. In, he was working in me with the Gentiles, and just showing. And, and you go through the Book of Acts and see all that God did uh, yeah. everywhere Paul went. And he ran into his his problems, but um, it wasn't because of uh, there wasn't power in his preaching. It's because Satan was fighting. You know, people were stoning him, leaving him for dead. Uh, he was I had to be let down out uh, out of out of a window because they were they were in a basket because they were coming to kill him. I mean, right. <laughs> Satan did not want Paul to preach the gospel, but it's because the spirit was working. Um, and so when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to verse nine, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go under the heathen and they under the circumcision. So this just uh, we're talking about when they went back to Jerusalem and they reported what had happened. Um, the the apostles that were there, uh, Peter, James, and uh, whoever we said, Peter, James, and John, gave them the right hand. Said, you know, you're right. God's using you. Go and and preach that. But then he goes on here, uh, verse ten. I, I found interesting. I, I want to make sure we didn't skip over it. He says, "Only they would that we should remember the poor." The same which I also was forward to do. I don't know how many times I've read this chapter and I skipped over that verse. Um, and, but it, it kind of goes along with something we were talking about on Sunday morning uh, in, this, in, in uh, the morning service. 
Um, he, he says that go out and preach the gospel, but don't forget to, to, to minister to the poor. Um, and, 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 he, and he says, I was already forward. I was already, I was already intent on doing that, right? Um, but it's time about that love, for, that love for other people as they, you know, it, don't forget that. Don't, because the gospel in the end, it's not just for the poor, but it shows love for the poor. And many times, um, as you look around today, those are the people who get left out. Those are the people who get you know, pushed to the side. And, uh, and I'm sure that happened back in those days too. Um, and even more so, um, the, uh, there's a there's a huge disparity. And I'm not, not talking about the income disparity and all that all that mess that's going on out there. But it's just people that come from poor incomes that many times just get pushed aside or, or forgotten. Yeah. Well, they don't have the means to get there or get yeah. around it or anything. Yeah. And, and he says, make sure you minister to them. And it was that, but that was part of the love love for the brethren, the love for others. Make sure that you're ministering to those folks. But also later in the New Testament, we're told, you know, that, you know, you have faith, I have works. You right. know, show me, you know, show me your faith, and I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Yeah. You know, so if we're not remembering the poor, if we're not reaching out and meeting the needs of people, do we really have a faith, you know, that others can look at and say, that's a Christian? Exactly. And that's what we talk about on Sunday, Sunday morning. With you know James too, he says he's don't just tell him to be warm, to be yeah. be or be full. You give him give him a coat. You know, put a you know, put some food in the belly. John said the same thing. You know, if you, if you if you have the ability to help help a brother who's in need, but you don't, you know, how does the love of God dwell in you? Right. You know, so, um, but it's just an outflowing of the work of God in their lives, and an outflowing and a, a result of the gospel being preached. Um, but then he, he he deals with this issue with Peter. Uh, what did you guys think about that? What? It's pretty common. It's pretty common. I mean, he was basically Peter didn't know what to do. I mean, he actually he kind of did. He just kind of went back to his old ways. Would you say? Well, he sat with the the uncircumcised. Uh, he, he, he was there in Antioch with with Paul and 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 Barnabas. He didn't want to get. Uh, in, 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 embarrassed or get called out on why are you doing this or whatever why are you sitting with the wrong people right with the wrong crowd yeah whatever he, he was eating with them just because like, they were brothers of christ yeah but as soon as the the other apostles from jerusalem showed up he's like hey guys i'll talk to you later <laughs> and, and and he disappeared and but it, it talked about how it affected the, he didn't he didn't just say it because it was wrong or hypocritical he 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 approached Peter in front of everybody, with yeah. uh, him to the face, because it, it even Barnabas, his his, his brother, right? And Barnabas was his was his sidekick. Barnabas was well, I, I don't want to say sidekick. Barnabas was for for many years was Paul's was was kind of the leader in, in the situation, um, but but uh, but here he, Barnabas began to do the same thing. And he was to be—he was with Paul as a missionary to the Gentile people, and so, so it was something that where need was stood. Uh, and there's there's all kinds of stuff we get into with that, but they don't necessarily follow along with the same, the idea of grace. But, uh, but they're just dealing with situ some different situations. It's a question of character. Really, I mean, you know, we—if if Jesus tells us, you know, if you're uh, embarrassed of me, or that's not the right word, but. If you, um, 
I'll use that. Embarrassed of me, I'll be embarrassed of you. You know, if, yeah, uh, right. if you if you pull in someplace and you're listening to Christian radio and your windows open and you know those people who are not Christians, and you shut it off, and it's like, what are you doing? You know, or no different than being in a crowd and they're cussing and carrying on, and you either don't you're fine with it or you join in because yeah. you want to be included, you want to be part of it all, which by human nature we do like to be accepted. Um, but that's when you need to stand apart more because uh, that's when you'd be surprised at how often people will, will come to you if mm. you do that. And a lot of times it's, as long as you've done it with the right heart, there's right. no judging them. I'm not putting them down because they do that or whatever they do, that's not it. Right. Um, but this was a little bit more than that. It was, um, Peter was withdrawing from fellowship with Paul because he wanted to because he felt that the circumcised, the Jews in this circumstance, he wanted to associate himself with those when they were there. He cared what they thought mm -hmm. versus he, he was fine to be with Paul and everyone when it was, the, the, the Jews weren't around. But as soon as the Jews or the, those from Jerusalem came by, he's like, oh, let me, let me chum up with them because they had higher status in his eyes. They had higher standards and, as well. Yeah. And that's so, standards, it, yeah. you know, I'm going to be, you know, you, you're the better Christians. I'm going to hang out with the better Christians. I'm not, I, you know, Paul, Paul's just a... a, a um, missionary to the Gentiles, you know, they're the lower standard Christians. Mm. I see your point. So, it, th there's, there's the difference is, is, you know, we're all brothers in Christ, and that's where Paul called them out and said, look, doesn't matter who's circumcised, who's not circumcised, has nothing. We're all brothers in Christ, and that's what's important. Well, that's what he goes on to say. He was, "Why are you trying to hang hang a yoke on on, on the, around their neck that we're not able to bear?" You know, it's you're, you're saying that we're saved by faith alone, but now you're saying they're not good. They're not as good because they don't follow the law, because they're not circumcised. So you're not, and and so it, it becomes, it, it, you know, it's that's like, well, you know, that preacher doesn't doesn't wear a suit coat. But, on Sunday, so I wouldn't have, I would never have a preacher. I've heard, I've heard pastors say I'd never have a preacher come into my church uh, who had a beard. Um, <clears throat> you know, or and they, they, there's been all kinds of different stupid things that have been used as as to, to, to test somebody else's spirituality uh, that have no that have no um, base right. in scripture, right? It's one thing if if he's a if he's a striker. If it's one thing if he's a if if he's foul mouth. There are reasons why I or their doctrines wrong or but but something superficial that that has no basis in scripture. There's, um, God's not a respecter of persons. Yeah, but um, we pick on Peter for this. But how often will we change how we live? depending on who we're around. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm around these people, so I need to act this way, and I'm around these people, so I can act this other way. And Paul did that, though, too, if you remember. 
But he, he, he says he became all things to all men, right. uh, and that's what that's what I was talking about. He, those that were that ate meat, he would eat meat with them. The meat offered idols. Those that were those that weren't, he wouldn't because he didn't want to be a stomach block, and he wanted to be able to minister to all of them. Um, but there's there's a so then where's the line then? <laughs> but well, the line I think stems from um, what what's the reason behind the change, right? It, it's not so much necessarily the change in in in, in Galatians. You know, P- Peter Peter's reasoning behind it was that he felt that they had a higher standard, and and the circumcised Jews were were the better Christians, and you know where Paul was willing to adapt in cer- certain circumstances. certain circumstances wow I can't talk (laughs) and adjusted his walk in order to be able to minister but it wasn't the only reason why he was adjusting his walk was to enable the ability to minister not because he thought that one walk was superior to the other well put put. I was trying to think of a way to say that exact thing you just said very good yeah Yeah, he he adjusted it but only to further the gospel right. it wasn't ever an intention to succumb or change his ways or fail to do what the walk was but so I was trying to think of something like okay I'm at the park in, my, in, a, in a suit trying to preach to people would, I, would that work well no in my opinion is it, it, it would push people away or scare them maybe or would I wear a gorilla suit no you get me though it's like you want to try to fit into your situation so that you can reach more people right. and there's nothing wrong with that you know, it's nope. not like if I didn't wear a tie because it made them uncomfortable. I'm not wearing a tie. You know, it's not because I need a tie. It doesn't say I need a tie. Nope. You know what I'm saying? It's just, well, it says, it, I want them to be able to talk to me. Well, it, it, I, if he was trying to talk to a vegan, he wouldn't go up to him, invite them for dinner, and serve them steak. Yeah. Right. I like that. Poor steak for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He wants to have a conversation with right, him, not exactly. run him out the door. Right, exactly. But, th- that's, but that's, the, that's the example was, yes. you know, he didn't see anything wrong with having the steak for dinner. But because he was going to be in the presence of someone who would object to having meat yes. eaten in their presence, yes. just, he it, it takes me to think abstain from it. tell the kids all the time. Right. We're in a society that it's okay because I have the right to. It's my right to. Blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. I have yeah. the right to blah, 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 blah. I often will explain to the children in, in, in ways I think may sound a little harsh, but no, you don't. We don't have the right to. If you're a Christian, no, you don't. As far as I'm concerned, no, we don't have the right. We have the right to follow the Lord. That's what we have the right to do. Now, we we don't... How do I put this? You get what I'm saying? It, it's sort of... Uh, take drinking. Is there some, is the Bible does not tell you not to do that. Oh, right. I mean, there's, there's definitely problems the, the, with that. The, 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 there's certain things to guide you from it. I'm, granted, I'm just picking that because it's easy. Sure. But um, it, you don't want to be a stumbling block to other people. So mm-hmm. certain behaviors you might have, you might alter them. Whether they're right or wrong or scriptural or not, mm-hmm. it's to not bump them off the road. Now, that's why you put the other person's needs ahead of your own. So therefore, it's not all about me. And it's not about what my needs are or what my right to have is. Now, that may be true. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might you have the right to have that. But if it's going to mess with someone else's walk, no, you don't. 
laughing. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's the. Let's take a look at verse verse six, uh, sixteen. We'll just look at look at the Peter's response or not Peter's, but Paul's response to Peter. It says. Uh, but when I, but when I, I saw that they walked on uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou being a Jew livest after the manner of the Gentiles and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? It wasn't wrong to live like the Jews. Um, there's there's there was there was no there was no um, they were following the law that, that had been given to them by God years ago there was nothing wrong with doing the things that they did um the, what became wrong was when they said you need to do this to become to be saved right. um and 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 that's and that's by withdrawing from the gentiles and paul when the jews came around he was he was just he was it. in a way he was he was kind of saying that well you're not good enough yet you don't do these things yet. So uh, then he goes on, verse fifteen: We who are Jews by nature and not sinners, uh, and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. He says, "Listen, we this is what we believe. We don't believe it's our works. We don't believe it's the circumcision or the dietary laws or any of the other laws that were that were given to him." He goes, "It's not. That's not how we're saved. We believe you, me, Peter. We believe that it's by faith in Jesus Christ alone." Well, right. there is no tier system of Christianity. No, it's not. Well, you're saved more than I am. <laughs> 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 you either are or you aren't. Right. Exactly. Period. End of story. Well, and and that, that, that's exactly it. They're either saved by faith or they're not saved by faith. And and it's not faith and you are circumcised. Um, it's, or baptism it, or anything. Or, or, any, or, or exactly. Faith and independent fundamental Baptists. It, it's, 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 it, it, it's none of those things. It's, it's just faith in Jesus Christ alone. Um, and and it's it's a it's a problem that's been going on for 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 millennia. Yeah. Uh, the 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 idea that something could be added to, and not that we we think of it that way, mm-hmm. but sometimes we treat it that way. That it's that some oh they can't be saved because of this. They don't belong to our, they don't belong to a church like ours. They, right. they, they, they do this at their church or he doesn't do this or he doesn't dress like this or he doesn't talk like this. We'll be surprised when we get to heaven about who was all is there and who isn't there. Yeah. There'll be people that are in our own church that we're sure that we'll see there that may not be there. Right. And, and uh, it, because there, either there was faith or there wasn't faith. Um, but uh, so it goes on to say, um, but if we, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ a minister of sin? God forbid. He goes, uh, it pretty much goes along. He's talking, it, it's talking about whether or not we can. 
it's balancing salvation by faith alone and then living that life of sin. And again, we're not to just do whatever we want. Um, we can't. We're not to go out and um, and and you know live a sinful life. Um, there are, there are things that are black and white in scripture. Well, let me throw this in because it popped into my head from, again from my kids in the class because they were discussing um, like prayer, mm -hmm. know, what to pray for, and different things. And the girls came up with things about you know well there's certain things you shouldn't pray for like this. Like, what are you talking about? Well, materialistic things or. <laughs> or, or, or a, a new new set of earrings or, or things like that. And I went, oh, no, 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 you're wrong. I, I believe it with all my heart. I said, God wants you to have things. He wants you happy. If they'll make you happy, if it's right, he'll know that. I mean, we, we, we don't see the bigger picture, but don't say that you, don't, you shouldn't pray for these things. I mean, again, with the right heart. If you're doing right. it with the right heart, and this is beautiful, there's nothing wrong with that. If it's going to bring you pleasure, that's great. I mean, I could pray for a snowmobile or a motorcycle, and that's okay. He might not give me one, and that's okay too. But you get me though. I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't mean it's wrong or it's a sin. It, it, you know. Or, fun, funny story. I don't have a motorcycle. I want you to have the pleasures of life. That's definitely true. Because I just say that because I want our listeners to hear that. We—I think a lot of people have this misunderstanding that we're also miserable. <laughs> I mean, if they look because we can't do anything, you know. And I've had, I've been, you know, a lot of witness encounters lately. Right. And a lot of comes up with, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. Right. I look at them, then don't, don't worry about it. Right. That, that'll, that's later. Uh, I, I, I want to add to that. God is under no obligation to give us something oh, if we're asking right. for it for ourselves. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean God won't do it or God exactly. won't. So. You mentioned you pray for a motorcycle or a snowmobile. I now have a motorcycle, yeah. and I didn't have one before. I'd had to sell mine. And there was a time to, a year ago, a little over a year ago, where I was in my office and I was praying about a bunch, several things, and and I don't know why. I, I, I said, Lord, I said I know I don't need a motorcycle, and you're under no obligation to give give it to me. Uh, it would be awesome to have one if you would see fit to bless me with one. I would. I would, I would appreciate it, but and that was it. You know, yeah. it was just yeah. it was. I, I, I wasn't expecting God to, mm -hmm. to grant that wish or grant, and I don't want to say wish because it's not a wish. Um, but God, but God, it, when I say that, I, I was given a motorcycle for free. It cost me absolutely nothing, and it, the way it happened, it, it, it was just it was the hand of God. Yes. Um, but that being said, you say well, if God doesn't give us things just to because we asked him especially especially uh, when we ask ask it upon our own loss right the yeah. bible talks about asking him this um but but for something like that but god does bless us and he does he does want us to to to, to be joyful here on this earth but we should never but our joy should never be based we'll never we'll, we'll, we'll never find real joy based no. upon the fact that i have a motorcycle no right uh, uh, well you won't find any joy i'll find joy i got the wind blowing through i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding yeah i mean you get a twofold joy out of that because every time you get on that bike you're going to think of god and how he gave it to you yeah i mean there's always going to be that there so there's another blessing from that itself there is there is uh but 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 again it's while we can ask for those things and if if we ask with the right heart um that God, God may grant that, um, but we could never ask that expecting. There, there are some people that the Bible says that if you ask, um, God will. You know, there are certain verses that promise, certain promise certain prayers will be answered, but you have to ask according to the will of God. There, there are certain things that we know, uh, and and so asking for a motorcycle, I, I wasn't expecting that, um, 
but I sure am thankful that he gave it to me. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it's 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 interesting what what God will do and how God will bless and how God will work um, in in our prayer lives. Um, verse eighteen. Verse eighteen. So for if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For, for I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. That I love this verse. He says I'm dead to the law because of what Christ did, right? Yep. Now I'm alive in the Christ. <laughs> and this is that whole balance between trying to live a live, living a godly life because you want to please God and because you want to be like Christ because that's what God. That's the, that's the inheritance God has promised us, right. is that we're going to be like Christ. Versus, I'm going to do right to make God love me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the truth is, God loved you in the, the filth and the muck and the, the worst of your sin. Yes. And he can't love you anymore. Right. Right. But we, in our mind, think, if I just do like this... If I just dress like this, or if I just join one more ministry, or if I just do one more thing, God's going to love me more. And that's the danger that we that we face, especially in the Baptist movement, to be honest. Let's be honest. In our movement, if I just do this one more, if I just, if I just dress like this, or if I, God will love me more than he does now. And that is not the motivation. It should never be the motivation as to why we... We are to live godly. We are, we are to try to be holy. Yeah. I don't even know that we understand what holy is, to be honest with you. Um, but, but it's not to gain His love. He already loves us. Right. Uh, that's that's why we're justified. Right. You know, that's what that's it, it's it's all through His grace. Um, but it's it's because I want to live for Christ now. He died for me, and He lives for me. You know, He died and now lives for me. I want to live for him. And that's what, where Paul goes into verse uh, tw- uh, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live within me. In the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He, he loved me before he gave himself for me. Yep. And that was before I was righteous. You know, think, think about this. Go into the nastiest drug house you can find. And just roll around on the floor and just lay there in the filth and the vomit and the that's where God found you. And that's probably worse than that. Yeah. Right, right, worse than that. That's that's where God found you and that and he loved you then. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you anymore. Oh, I, was hot, I, I just love that thought. But, um, I'm not trying to earn his love. But I'm trying to resemble him, I guess. Walk worthy of it. Well, and I, I mean, back to 19 and to finish it out in verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for mm. if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Mm. But back to 19. For I, through the law, am dead to the law. Once you're saved, the law is no longer applicable to you mm. because Christ has already paid for you breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And However, just because the law is no longer no longer applies in that case doesn't mean we shouldn't try to abide in the aspects of the law in in trying to in, in trying in trying to live 
towards God, to point us towards God, because that's what the law's intent was, was pointing us towards God right. anyways. It was to prove our how inept we were. Mm -hmm. yes. But yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of the, the verse, the... Um, Give me a part of it. Sounds like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it, it's another God forbid, um, but it's specifically talking about the line. I don't remember which. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about, but I can't think of the... Because it ends in God forbid, and he's talking about the law, that we need to... We establish the law. We don't... We don't... Did not do it anymore. There's too many God forbids, huh? Uh, Romans 9.14? That's probably it. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid? No. Um, Romans 7.13 was then, that which is good made death unto me. God forbid. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me... No. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> There's a lot of them in Romans. God forbids a lot. Verse 21 is kind of sad, though. When you think about it, it says, I, he says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. You know, he doesn't... That word frustrate is interesting. It's Romans 3.31. Do we make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. The word frustrate, it's talking about... Do we, oh, no, it, 6.15. <laughs> what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid? That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's... it's go ahead. It, it, I mean, we've, ref, we've referenced it in a couple of different ways. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's all throughout the New Testament, but that was the one I was specifically thinking about. Verse 21, the, the way it ends, the chapter ends, says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Um, for if righteousness come by the law, the Christ is dead in vain. And, and he's saying, listen, it's it's not about the righteousness. It, it's about grace. Because I don't want to set aside, aside that, that, that grace. I don't want to set, set aside. I don't want to say that it's by the law or by, by righteousness. Because if that's the case, then Christ, then Christ died for, for in vain. For no purpose. His death was worthless. And the truth is, for us, his death and his resurrection are everything. Right. And which is why the, why it's so important that we understand grace and that we don't ever allow ourselves to be drawn away from the gospel that, that uh, we've been taught. The and, true gospel. Right, the true gospel. It's kind of interesting how this chapter is really like in three parts and the the first half of it is talking about how the the circumcision the, the preaching and the circumcision and circumcision is not necessary for salvation mm -hmm. and then it specifically talks about calling out peter for treating the um those that are circumcised as better christians and then the very end of it saying 
you know, explaining again how, um, you know, Jesus died for our sins and that his, you know, we, we need to make sure that we're not trying to justify any of, any of salvation through different rules other than that it's that free gift that he's given. You said something there that sparked a thought. So do you think that that Peter was treating them like the, the, the Jews were better Christians or that the Gentiles weren't Christians whatsoever? And I say that because, because how many times will we look at another, well, they don't do it like we are. You know, I can't say they're not saved, but yeah. in our heads, like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. <laughs> maybe I maybe I give him the benefit of the doubt because he's you're Peter. Him, you mean you're giving him grace? If I'm giving him grace. But remember, it's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now who's being judgmental? I, I I've always read it that it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that he was treating it that they weren't saved. Right. I, I, I viewed it as he was treating them as they were the upper class of Christian. As they just weren't equals. I do find it funny that, that it was Peter, but also that it was Peter that it was revealed to first that the Gentiles were not to be called unclean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was something that, that a lesson that he already should have known. Well, I wonder, I, I mean... We keep talking about it, but it's 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 hard for us to really envision it truly the way that they saw it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was truly a caste system in the Jewish society, and they, you know, how hard was it to sit there and say, yes, that Gentile, uncircumcised, is the same level as I, this, you know. Right, which you lived your whole life. And, and you've been told your entire life right. that you were yeah. better than but but that's that's one of the truths that paul brings out that in christ male female master slave doesn't well, matter who you are or where you come from i think that the, we're a, all a, absolutely yeah. but and how you know it's hard to it, t- it's hard to get rid of what you've learned your entire life right. to sit there the human factor Right. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand. To just to we see the same thing. We see the same thing today, you know, and, and how we treat how people, different people are treated, um, and uh, disparities, and you know whether you know people come afraid to go to church because I had somebody say, "Well, I've never stepped a foot in church. I'm covered in tattoos." I don't, I don't. I don't know what people would say. Come on in. Nobody will say anything. But they don't. They feel that way because they've been treated differently. Yes. And in fact, I've I've seen was it the I watched a video. They had this woman. She's got covered in face tattoos, and it's a very nice lady. Uh, so so over in England, uh, but they covered her tattoos up with with makeup, and uh, so it didn't look like she had any tattoos. And she stood on the street corner and she was just asking to use my cell phone uh, to to call. Like her car was broken down. I need a cell phone. Can, and and everybody, absolutely. Here you go. And uh, do you need do you need a ride? Do you need, like really kind to her. And then they watched the makeup off, and they had her stand in the street corner. And, and, and then hey, my car broke down. Kind as can be. Like, she wasn't swearing. Same and person. they nobody would even talk to her. They're like they're like no, you can't have my cell phone. And and but they treat her differently because uh, of who she was. And that's human nature. Right. That's human nature. And, but the 
the differences as Christians, and 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 there's the flush, and I I get that, but we need to overcome that, and to where we're we we do not look at somebody and say, well, you know, you can be saved, but you stay with there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's a there's that comic that's going around on Facebook right now that has the picture of the biker sitting in the pew, yeah. and with the um other the two families on either side of it, and there's no way he can be a Christian, and he's. You know, he's praying that prayer. You know, he's praying, trying to ex- accepting Jesus, and right. you know, just right. a, a, and just, you know, every, every everybody's judging over just because he's a big old biker dude yeah. that you know, there's no way he can be a Christian. Well, this, but just goes to show how how much like Pharisees we we can become right. because that that was that's the, the parable that Jesus told the two men praying. The temple. One's a Pharisee saying, I thank you, Lord, that I am not like this other guy. I give to the temple. I do all these other things. I pray every day of the week. I'm not like this publican right here. While he's down there beating his chest, not even able to look up into heaven and say, just have mercy on me. You know, it's, but that's, you know, God doesn't care about that outward appearance um, like we do. God cares about the heart. You need to shave your beard then. <laughs> nope. In fact, I, I told Elijah, I told Elijah the other day. You know, I saw a picture of you. It was when it was down here. I said, I'd like that. I miss that. It's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, that's all right. Well, not everybody likes it, but my face is ugly. I need to hide it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, my wife won't let me grow a beard. <laughs> oh, she will, but I, I don't care about it. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. So I don't care. Yeah. So we... Good discussion this evening. Grace versus faith. Mm. Facial so, hair versus non-facial hair. Facial hair versus non-facial hair, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of concepts there this evening we've covered. So, Donnie, you mind closing us in prayer? Certainly. Lord, we certainly thank you for the fellowship tonight. We thank you for as we opened up your word, that you opened up our hearts and our minds, that we understand it. Uh, Lord, I just ask that the, the message that went out tonight, that the folks that heard it uh, also understand what we were talking about, so that we can help and share in all that we do. We thank you, and we ask for blessing for our evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And with Donnie closing us in prayer, we wrap up this session of A Closer Walk. We hope this has been an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about what we've discussed this evening, or would like to know more about how to have a closer walk with Christ, we would love to hear from you. You can find us online at fellowshipbaptist-me.org or call us at 207-622-4817.